0: The more we've talked over the weeks, the more I've learned that it wasn't just Mom who encountered all these crazy and wild characters and situations over the course of her more than seven decades here on Earth. It was also her family, even her dad, just trying to work and provide for his family.
1: Uh, Fabrics. So, in other words, he had all these huge bolts of fabric. I mean, bolts and bolts and bolts, and bins loaded with these things, and he would pull out whatever yardage they wanted, and they'd cut the piece and fold it up and then ship it to whoever was wanting it.: Bolts, you call it bolts.
2: What's that? Like is that just a bunch? That's
0: like a ream of fabric.: It's right?
1: like a huge roll. Oh. Uh-huh. Like the hay rolls you see out in the fields? Mm-hmm. Well, this is fabric roll. Holy
0: sh! Where they grow the clothing? They just
1: grow. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Cows grow clothing. They crop it out their rear end. So, <laughs> so
2: what kind of what kind of fabrics was it? All oh, sorts. Oh,
1: lace, everything. I mean, anything you can imagine. Lace, uh, stretch fabrics, uh, satins, uh, chiffon. I mean, my mother made my uh, one of my prom dresses out of some chiffon that he had there, and uh, so she cut off and she used to go into the place and uh, George who worked for my father he would uh, you know she would say George cut me off this cut me off that and he would literally cut things and we'd have boxes of fabric that was going home she was going to make curtains or uh, whatever you know she made napkins tablecloths runners so this team. is a real
0: boon for her and her creativity yeah. your, your mom did this
1: yeah my mom Yeah, she was a master sewer um, oh
0: and w- how did um this business for your for your father like what did it mean for his day to day was he at the office for 10 hours a day yeah
1: or? yeah he used to get up at like three o'clock in the morning and he was on the road by five uh where were you living at the time uh in Jericho and in Muttontown
0: those are cities on long Island mm-hmm. and did he work in the city New York city New York yeah so what about an hour hour and a half drive or
1: yeah, an hour to an hour and a half, depending upon what the traffic was. And the traffic was insane.
0: Even back then in the, the 60s. No
1: wonder he had to get up so early. Yeah, That yeah. makes sense. Yeah.
0: And what, what was that business like for him? Did he encounter any trouble while he was in that line of work?
1: Yeah, he had, uh, he actually, the mob came up and hit him up for money. He had to pay them off.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh. How, how did that start?
1: I don't know, but my and my father used to shit in his pants every time they were on their way up.
0: Thank God he had all that extra fabric.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so they would come up, and he would literally hand them a, a envelope full of mine. Wow! Any idea how much? No, I don't know.
2: D- did you ever see this firsthand?
1: Yeah, I used to see. I used to see them come up. Uh, these big so, guys.
0: So you knew who they were. Yeah. Well-dressed guys or casual? Yeah,
1: know they, they were dressed in a suit and, you know. Um, you know, a lot
0: of us, we only see that kind of that mob shakedown situation in movies.
1: Well, right. it was, it was kind of like if you think of Tom Hanks in Road to Perdition. Okay. okay. He was always dressed in a suit.
2: Okay, so yeah. that was really
0: the more... Long
1: coat, and that's exactly the way mm-hmm. everybody dressed in those days, with a fedora, you know, a hat.
0: Now, people who, uh, and of course I don't have any experience in this, but people who don't pay protection rackets typically uh, find themselves the recipient of
1: violence. Yeah.
0: Did he encounter anything like
1: that? No, he paid them. Yeah. So
0: he didn't have to?
1: No, they never busted anything up because he paid. How yeah. long did
0: that go on for?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, years, years and years. Oh. And,
2: and it was just just accepted?
1: It was the norm, uh, you know, it was, it was the norm there. And the same thing with my father and my grandfather, they had these uh, big offices on uh, S- Central Park South, or right off of Central Park South. They had like the whole floor, uh, two floors of of a building, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know they they had a lot of they had a lot of merchandise, yeah. and they made a lot of money. My grandfather originally started selling fabric out of his trunk of his. Uh, car is link old Lincoln or Cadillac or
0: that seems like a very like that's like kind of like an immigrant story about coming to this country and starting a business in the most meager of means. But was your father was your grandfather born here?
1: No, he was born in uh, I think Hungary. Wow, yeah. oh. talking about Herbie. Yeah, I think Herbie was born in Hungary or Seal was born in Hungary and Herbie was born right nearby or whatever. So you know my whole family was basically made up of immigrants that came over at some point,
2: so herbie's the one who came over initially
1: yeah, I think so herbie and, and seal right yeah, and seal yeah
0: and
2: seal and then so so your father was just the first so he was the first to be born in in the u s yeah, I think so and so so I guess that the 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 mob mafia i mean that comes from the old country, right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of followed everyone over. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they'd had that same kind of um, interaction back before he moved to the States. I
1: mean, who knows?
0: Oh, yeah. Do we know if, if Herbie had dealings with those kind of characters prior to all this?
1: I don't know. Probably mm-hmm. probably Herb, Herbie had dealings. With you
0: mentioned he was kind of a rough and tumble guy.
1: Well, he was. Mm-hmm. He went to jail for tax evasion. And he was a, a fighter, street fighter? Yeah, him and his brother Philly. Yeah. They, and Philly went to jail uh, for a longer time. Philly, yep. Philly really beat the crap out of somebody. Oh, they, yeah. Yeah.
2: That's kind of how it went.
1: Yeah, yeah. It back then. Tough and rumble.
2: Tough. tough. <laughs> yeah. But maybe, though, but not until, I guess, he, like you said, um, but he wasn't, he didn't, when he got to this country, like, it took... It, He developed, I guess. Did he already have the fabric um, thing before he got here? No.
1: No,
0: no. I don't think they let you bring bolts
1: of fabric when you come over to the Mm -hmm. country.
0: (laughs) No, Mm -hmm. probably not so much. (laughs) You have to check fruits and vegetables and bolts of fabric. Uh, That's how customs work. uh, Bolts.
1: And when my mother came over, my mother came over on a ship and she was a war bride. That's right. And she got so sick, she was on the rail, barfing for like three days. She, oh wow! She could, she couldn't hold anything down. They gave her beef and boiled potatoes, something bland, you know, trying to get her to get some food because mm. she only weighed that much. You mm. know, she, she was skinny. She was always very
0: skinny. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And sure enough, they tried to give her boiled potatoes, and and she right on the rail. <laughs> <laughs> she sick as a dog, <laughs> couldn't eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> All she wanted to do was jump over and die <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in the water, go under, never come up.
0: Uh, imagine surviving war and being a refugee, and, and it, it's, it's, it's beef and potatoes that kill you.
1: Yeah, and they also, the Germans, when she was in the DP camp, they gave them Limburger cheese uh, to eat. and Limburger cheese is the most smelly, disgusting cheese you've ever eaten in your entire life. Well, they Good took to this cheese and they smeared it all over the wall. Why? To make the walls stink.
0: Oh. Delightful people.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Imaginative, <laughs> but yes. That, so just to make their life that much more of a living yeah. hell.
1: And my father, my father was so nuts about my mother when he met her that he used to break the fence and crawl into the DP camp and bring her black market stockings and ice cream and... All kinds of things, tobacco, cigarettes, that they couldn't get outside, he would smuggle that crap in for her. And so she would have that to eat. So and she said when she first he was the most annoying person in the whole world.
0: Kind of an old school romantic, huh?
1: Yeah. She could not get rid of him. No matter what she did. She kept telling him she was interested in another guy, nothing wouldn't he wouldn't go away. She said and finally she kinda got to like him and then eventually he married her and he brought her over.
0: And then years later she left him when she realized that she was right the whole time, yeah yeah <laughs> <coughs> how'd she feel about the mafia dealing with your with your dad hmm Did you ever hear them talk about it or anything? Was that a source of trouble for them?
1: no, she uh, actually it was just common practice you know so nobody thought anything of it you know you you had a business you paid
0: as you grew up though and learned more about organized crime did it change your feelings about it
1: well i i thought this is pretty screwed up you know yeah to have to be ruled by you know families to decide what you can and cannot do i thought that was a little crazy
2: Hmm. Yeah. i thought about that before like why and the, the i guess the the idea that that you have their protection i guess that's kind of part of it um you know protection from them and you know and
0: other families and other it's like family. keep you safe from other trouble well, yeah. right
1: it's sort of like a give and take in yeah. a way but so nobody like i said nobody questioned it. they just they paid
0: well it's the kind of thing it's not like you you ask for this protection someone just shows up at your door and it's tells you
1: it's a deal you can't refuse yeah. yeah exactly you know
2: right an offer sorry yeah an uh. offer
1: <laughs> and and grossly misquoted you know they did they did like i said my father made a lot of money so so what kind of worked out
2: for him in the long run anyway yeah
1: uh i mean you know pretty much he got what he wanted he sold what he wanted he made
0: and what did you call what he sold peace peace goods peace goods and he later turned that into finished products right
1: yeah eventually he branched off he got in uh he hooked up with uh calvin klein and uh the man or the company The company. That makes more sense. Ole Cassini and all of them. And uh, he bought finished goods from them.
0: Yeah. Okay. And changed. uh, Then he ended up later opening a storefront.
1: Yeah, he did. And my uncle bought, I think I told you this, the sheepskin coats. Mm -hmm. I had the largest collection of sheepskin coats in Manhattan. Because I had one or two or three of every style he had jackets and coats and you know all lined with sheepskin my goodness yeah so i mean i had a lot of clothes i had a lot
2: of clothes so that was all in all how many how many sheepskin coats you think you had probably 10 maybe more my
0: goodness and then
1: 10 more than the average sheep yeah and then my uh (laughs) he did business with white stag so uh, Carton and Bobby Brooks, two clothes uh, makers, one made ski wear, the other made regular clothes. So at college, I uh, two huge boxes of clothes showed up from each of these companies. They sent me ski outfits and skirts and pants and tops. So and your
0: that. dad's making business dealings with these companies, and then he's saying, hey, ship my daughter a box of your stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, they, not a bad deal. I'm going to play a hunch. Did your brother get a box of clothes at college? No. <laughs> that explains a lot.
2: <laughs> Do you think he would have wanted one? Not skirts.
0: <laughs> well, knowing the way that your dad treated him, they probably would have been like two sizes too small with a note saying, get skinny.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, they, like I said, he was a pick point. Uh, man didn't beat around the bush. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt bad for him because, you know, he, he was young and, you know. He did his thing and my father wanted him fit and trim and he sent him to uh, military school yeah. and they marched his rear end off. I mean he got skinny. Yeah. He looked great. Yeah. I mean he really looked great, but he got skinny and you know and uh, Too he did, skinny? Well he got he got skinny. Yeah you know? and Oh got strong too. Yeah. Yeah. And you could tell the way he whipped around every time somebody said something he was ready to go, Yes, sir like that, uh, you know.
0: That doesn't sound healthy. No.
2: (laughs) Sounds like, yeah, something was sort of uh, forced upon him. I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, As does happen in those kind of places.
0: Where were you at college when you used to get those boxes of clothing? Bennett. That's the one out in Milburn, New Jersey.
1: Millbrook. Millbrook, New York.
0: Millbrook. Oh, sorry, Millbrook, New York. Yeah. uh, And we've seen that building was torn down after it was uh, for years sat dilapidated and falling apart. But it was a very beautiful college.
1: Yeah. And then I think the place, the building I lived in, yeah, Halcyon Hall, I think, still stands.
0: Oh,
2: really? I think so. Hmm. What are your memories of there?
1: Horrible memories because I didn't want to be there, and I left after six months. Uh, I wanted to go to a regular college, but I couldn't get in a regular college. My grades weren't good enough, or hmm. I could get into college, but it was a...
0: What kind of school was Bennett?
1: Bennett was a high-rated uh Two-year school oh. uh, that people sent their kids to in order to bust, boom their grades up. Okay. So they could transfer after two years into whatever college okay. you, you wanted to go to. So kind of
2: like the community college. Ray, I was going to say GC, yeah.
0: But was, well, Is Bennett that kind of college, though? It seems like it was a little fancier than that.
1: No, it was that kind of college. Wow. But it was mm. fancy. I mean, we were right down the street from Vassar. Uh so, you know, we used... I've to heard that's a nice school. Yeah, yeah. It's no Tufts. <laughs> and Vassar was all-girl when I went there. It it switched over years and years. When like you went that. to Bennett, Vassar was all-girl. Yeah. Mm.
0: And Bennett was all-girl too, right? Yeah.
2: Did, did you ever meet anybody who were at Vassar? Did the groups ever get to... No.
1: No? No, not really. The one that I met, I think we were going to talk about, was when I met Jagger. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
0: It, um. Mick Steve oh Mick, oh. <laughs> I was going to say Fred, but
1: Fred yeah, yeah. Mick Jagger, like I, a
0: popular singer, <clears throat>
1: yeah yeah the Rolling stone. Star
0: of the movie Free Jack,
1: <laughs> great callback. I went into Manhattan one time. We had a limousine in those days, and I took the limo and I went into set to, the
0: scene for us. This is much later. This yeah. is when you were married.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. I went into Manhattan to I wanted to buy some jewelry. So I wanted to go to Tiffany's. So I took the limo and I went to Tiffany's <laughs> and the limo my limo was parked outside and there was another limo parked outside right in front of me. And I went in What a coincidence. And yeah. I went in and I was looking at the rings or whatever I was shopping for. And all of a sudden uh, Mick turned around and he gave me a little poke with his elbow and he goes, Come and shop over here, love and so I went and switched over to his counter. And I was looking there, and he says, what you looking for? He says, let me help you pick something out. And uh, and he did. That's how I got to know Mick Jagger. But I had met him before at Studio 54.
2: Uh, oh. There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. This is a revelation. Um,
1: did he
0: remember
2: you?
1: Yeah. He turned around. He said, hey, love. Hmm. He goes, how you doing?
2: So you were okay. <laughs> so. How long in between had you seen? Had it had it been a while? Yeah, probably a couple
1: of weeks.
0: Yeah, the Studio Fifty Four was earlier. Yeah. Right. Were you married during those days, or? Yeah, I was married. Oh, during the Studio Fifty Four days. Okay.
1: Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So did so you all got to pick out? So he helped you. Did he buy you something? Mm-hmm. No, he was just. You were just looking around. Yeah, he
1: was just messing.
0: He's been flirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: yeah. And Mick? He, no. he went, to, he asked if I wanted to go with him. He was going somewhere to get something to eat or whatever. I said, no, thanks. I can't. Uh,
0: he, turning it's... down Mick
2: Jagger. Yeah. You turned down Mick Jagger.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> was he upset?
1: He goes, oh, okay. He says, well, maybe another time. You know, I said, yeah.
0: Third time would have been the charm. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Who knows where, mm-hmm. we, where we would be by now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Were they in town to play? Yeah,
1: they were playing uh, some venue or whatever. Mm. But so he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy.
0: Was that New York?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it was Tiffany's.
0: T- I gotta say, I feel like we've talked about you encountering a lot of celebrities and, and people of note, but it's rarely in New York, one of the the biggest and you know most populated cities in the world. Mm. That's true. It's an yeah. irony. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's learn a little bit more about some other people you met. Um, you wanted us to talk about uh, a gentleman you dated. Uh, not because of him in any specific capacity, but because of his, his his shoes? Boots. Boots. Oh. Why?
1: He had these multicolor patchwork boots. High boots that came up to his knee mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. these big, huge platform and heels and all that. Uh, and he was, uh, he was a rocker. You know, had one of those crazy haircuts. This mm-hmm.
0: is probably 60s or 70s mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before you were married? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm
1: and he had these boots, and he worked at this uh, store where I bought clothes and uh, bought a lot of jeans there, you know, and stuff like that. Do
0: but you remember the name of the store? No. Okay. And he worked there, and you yeah. were a shopper?
1: Yeah, I was a shopper.
0: Is that a, is that how
1: you guys met and, and led that, to the date? Yeah, that's how we met and all that. What was his name? Bobby, Bobby something.
0: Huh. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And how long did you guys date
1: for? Not long. A couple of weeks, and then I broke it off. Well, he, You know, he was a flirt because of the boots I don't know <laughs> 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 probably more than that
2: it wasn't just the boots <laughs> there was a little bit more
1: yeah it, uh, I'm sure but uh yeah he was he was a big did,
2: did you all get to what, what kind of things would you all do like on a date or, or
1: go out dancing mm-hmm. makes yeah. sense yeah. yeah go out go out for a meal and then go out dancing after
0: Hmm. so classic Did he always wear the boots?
1: I think he had a couple pair, but these were the craziest that he had. Yeah.
2: Did he show you like? Did he have a collection, perhaps? No, I didn't see his collection.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Never got to that point. I was going
2: to say he never got you up in his in his place. No. (laughs) I can imagine it was extensive, though. His, if he's working at the store.
1: Yeah. A lot of guys that I would meet in New York would try to, you know, get you to invite them up to your place or get you to go to their place. But uh, that's a common guy thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you would you would say, yeah, no, no, not tonight. You yeah, know, I, I want to go home.
0: Um, the um the 60s was a a, a pretty <laughs> sexually charged time, but but you know you were you were keeping it pretty uh pretty pretty good Christian in your household, huh?
1: Yeah, well I didn't like the idea of having sex with fifteen million people, you know. Never appealed to you? <laughs> yeah.
0: Not much of a Wilt
1: Chamberlain, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know. Not you don't know what the hell they have and who are they and you know, why would you wanna have that many why would you wanna have sex with that many people? I
2: Did mean, you see a lot of that though, in other people you were around? Like they're they're
1: freewheeling. Yeah, attitudes? they they were like I said, you know, they were like Woodstock. They were Sleeping in the mud, screwing in the mud. <laughs>
2: Going to key parties and stuff? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but to me it was, blah, it was disgusting. Uh,
0: You've talked a little bit about uh, your friend Cheryl and how she was more conservative than you, and you would often kind of get her into wild situations. Yeah. Did you have other friends who were more wild and lascivious? No. No? No, I
1: think I was the wildest.
0: But even you talk about how, you know, like, for instance, in a sexually charged time, you were rather, um, you know, conservative. Did you have friends that were?
1: Some friends, yeah. Big sluts? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Some friends were. Yeah. But like I said, I never got hooked into that. Hmm. I just was not into. I was I was afraid I was going to get pregnant. I knew nothing about sex. Oh, yeah. And I was convinced that I would get pregnant if I had sex.
0: Did you, but you didn't really know even how that happened, huh? No. Wow. No. Did your parents, were they open to talk about that kind of no. stuff with you? not at all. Really. Not at all? No. Did you ever have talks about, about sex or sexuality with your parents when you were, uh, say, a teen or an early 20-something? No. Really? Did wow. you ever talk about it with them at all? I don't think so. Okay.
2: Wow. Wow. So you were left to your own devices. mean,
0: yeah. you still figured it out. You learned how to have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, before
2: there was an internet, too.
0: Mm-hmm. And you did later get pregnant. Well, purposely.
2: Yeah. So. But you kept it on your own terms. Yeah. That's. That's right. so mission accomplished.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean.
2: yeah. So you know Mick Jagger, he had a whole other uh, way of doing things, and. Um...
1: Yeah. In <laughs> fact, when I was uh, when we were trying to get pregnant, one day I was jumping on the bed in the, in the uh, bedroom. And it's a good place for it. I was mm. jumping on the bed and all of a sudden I threw up my arms and I went, it's time! And I flopped down on the bed. And sure enough, I conceived that night.
0: Well, it's the jumping and the flopping. <laughs> Doctors say that that gets, that's, uh, That uh, enhances the conception. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's how you do it, ladies. <laughs> Jump and flop.
2: You heard it here? You know. Maybe first? I don't know. Yeah, it. it
1: was
0: pretty funny. So if I'm understanding this right, you thought that person got pregnant by leaping into the air and saying, today is the day. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds good to me. (laughs) I think it worked. And it did. You said you you think that was the time you conceived.
1: I'm pretty sure that day, that was the day I conceived. I'm pretty sure. Down to the minute.
0: Pregnancy Mm. seems so different for different women. How was it for you? Horrible. Oh, Yeah a lot of sickness, a lot of pain, struggle.
1: I was barfing up until my the end of my 6th month. Oh,
2: you were calling the shots, dude.
1: I, I was sick as <laughs> so a badass. dog. Sick as a dog, and then finally I just they were trying to wait and if to see if I could have normal childbirth without a C-section. Mm. And I never dilated. I only dilated 3 centimeters. You had to be like 11.
0: that's not not enough no
1: No. so they they wheeled me in and they took it out so on the way into the uh, operating room my doctor was a doctor that played golf with my father Hmm. I'm
0: gonna wrap it up there you're good cool yeah